Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You can make your way back to your seats, and as you're doing so, I want to again welcome everyone this morning and the guests, especially our guests. We are so happy to have you with us today. And if you're watching us online somewhere today, we welcome you as a part of this service as well. If you're a guest today, um, this service is obviously based on Mother's Day. It's because of that, it's going to be a little different than our norm. So if this is your first time, we hope you're blessed today by this service, but we also invite you to come back on a non-holiday and uh, experience that as well. I uh, I don't want to get, um, I guess morbid might be the word, but I don't want to get get that this morning. But I recognize that um, as time continues to pass on, I am... Uh, winding down the days in which to be able to experience a holiday like this with a grandparent because I have one now remaining. She will be 90 years old this fall. None of them know they've not been clued in So it's a surprise to all of them. I'm going to ask my grandmother, my mother, and my four children if they would come sit down front. Yeah. I'd rather have them on the platform where you could see them, but my grandmother's not really able to do stairs. So... Like for my... I like for my grandmother to sit the first chair, my mother the second, my wife, and then my children. Um, I also, this is not the extent of this, but I will take advantage of the moment to wish each of them a happy Mother's Day. Second Timothy chapter 1, and I'm going to, for the sake of time, I'm just going to read the Message Bible because it says it in some ways and some things that make it a little more plain for us today. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, I, Paul, 
am on special assignment for Christ, carrying out God's plan laid out in the message of life by Jesus. I write this to you, Timothy, the son I love so much. All the best from our God and Christ be yours. Every time I say your name in prayer, which is practically all the time, I thank God for you. The God I worship with my whole life in the tradition of my ancestors, I miss you a lot, especially when I remember that last tearful goodbye and I look forward to a joy-packed reunion. Verse 5 is where I want to focus. He goes on to say, That precious memory triggers another. The memory of our last goodbye triggers another memory. And that memory is your honest faith and what a rich faith it is. When I think about you, Timothy, not only of our last time together and the tearful goodbye we had, but that makes me begin to think about, that reminds me of the faith that is in you. But when I think of the faith that is in you, I sat last night and if you missed United last night, you you missed it. If you missed the Antioch United service last night, you, you really, you missed it. And I sat on this platform as my mother began to speak and share what the Lord had given her. It's kind of funny. The more I stop asking God for confirmations and words and whatever, the more I get them. And I sat as she began to share last night what God had given her, knowing what I felt like God had given me for this Mother's Day service. And was amazed at God's ways. And he says in his letter to Timothy, Timothy, when I think of you, when I think of your faith, there's something else that I can't help but do. I think of the rich faith that is in you, but that then leads me to think of what was handed down from your grandmother Lois to your mother Eunice and now to you. I'm moved, Timothy, by the faith that I see in you. But when I think of the faith that is in you, I am automatically caused to think of the faith was in your grandmother and then in your mother and now is in you. The the King James says the unfeigned faith. The word unfeigned means undissembled or sincere. The word undissembled means not pretended, 
undisguised. I see your faith that you live out, Timothy. I see your faith that is manifested in your life. I see your faith that people recognize and talk about. But when I see your faith, I automatically can't help but go back. Put that first picture up there if you would, please. I had an amazing experience two years ago. The lady on the screen and her sister were the teenagers who were out inviting people to church. I think they were out probably with Adults in mind. But that day there was a unknown, at that point, insignificant 14-year-old girl that nobody really knew about. Not very many people knew her name. And she just happened to get one of those invitations to come to church. And who knew? Who knew that from that 14-year-old girl, you can put the next one up there, there would be a, a church building that now stands in Gulfport, Mississippi, that that 14-year-old and her husband would be an integral part of building. Not to mention who knows how many lives impacted by the ministry of that 14-year-old girl who received something and then passed it on to her daughter who is now my mother. When I stand before you today... And I appreciate the compliments that many of you have given me in many different settings and scenarios. I appreciate the compliments I receive from time to time on my preaching and on my teaching. I appreciate things that have been said about me throughout my ministry, about me as an individual, and and and, and all the lovely accolades that get said. But when I hear those things, it did not start with me. The un feigned faith that is now in me. You got to go back to my grandmother and you got to go to my mother because what was in her was passed on and what was hers then got passed on to me. So I don't stand before you today based on what I have alone, based on what I have come up with by myself. But it is the unfeigned faith that I have that started in my grandmother Lula and was passed on to my mother. Alice and now resides within me. Faith. Faith. We use faith first and foremost in the context of faith in God. 
in God's power and God's ability. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen that tells us that we cannot have prayers answered without faith. We must have faith. But And, and so I, that's part of the faith that has been passed on to me. That's part of the faith, faith in God's power and faith in God's ability because each one of these women have got their own testimonies of prayers prayed and answered by God. Each one of them have their own testimonies of miracles that God has done for them. And I now stand before you today and I've got faith in God. I've got faith that with God all things are possible. I've got faith that God is today day a healer. I've got faith that God is today a provider. I've got faith today that God is a way maker. I've got faith because of the unfeigned faith that's in me that started with a grandmother and then passed on to a mother. And I've now got my own, but it didn't start. It didn't start in me. That's the side of faith we tend to focus on, but there's there's another aspect of faith that's not just about faith. In the context of faith in God's power and God's ability, there's another context of faith, and it means, according to Strong's Dictionary, it is persuasion, it is credence, it is moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God or a religious teacher, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. It's a constancy in such profession. It is a confidence in the word of God, not just that it is the word of God just to let me know some things about God and give me a little bit of faith, but as was just sung, it is the source and it is the only source of truth. And so I believe that when Paul was referring to Timothy and his faith, I'm sure there was an element of that faith that was about Timothy's faith in what God can do and Timothy's faith that God was a prayer answerer and a provider and a protector and all of that stuff. But I also believe just as much and perhaps some ways a little bit more that Timothy's statement to Paul was based on the fact there is a persuasion in you. There is a, there is a desire in you as was just sung a few moments ago that you're going to buy the truth and sell it not. Not just the truthfulness of what you can do, God, but the truthfulness of who you are and the truthfulness of who I am supposed to be. And I stand here today with multiple generations that now have embraced that same truth, multiple generations that are buying into that truth. But when I think of the truth that is now being embraced in Nathaniel and Timothy and Esther and Elizabeth, I must still go back to my grandmother and back to my mother where it first started. I know some of you may not relate a little bit to some of what I'm saying here today, and I apologize for that. I can just only do what I feel like the Lord has given me, but there are some of you need to be listening to me today. Timothy, 
I'm amazed at what you have, Timothy. I'm amazed at what's in you, Timothy. I, I just, I'm in awe of your faith and I'm in awe of your commitment and dedication. But I just, when I think of that, I just can't help. I just can't help but think about your grandmother, Timothy. I just can't help but think about what was in your mother, Timothy, that was then transmitted on to you. There's coming a day, Elizabeth, Esther, Timothy, Nathaniel. I hope everybody looks at you and respects you for who you are and what you've become. I hope that happens. I hope they give you compliments and, 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 and express their appreciation for what you've become on what you've embraced. But when they do that, I hope they also say, you know what, Elizabeth, I just can't help but remember your grandmother Alice and I can't help but remember the faith that was in her. And I also can't help remember your mother and what was in her and that what was in them has now been passed. On. Just, I can't help but think about it, Timothy. I can't help but go back to what started. See, what's kind of interesting is Timothy's grandmother and Timothy's mother, there was no, there was no real reason. There was no real expectation. It wasn't one of those situations where you would look at them and say, well, of course, that's what we expect. Of course you are who you are, Timothy, and of course you are what you are because it's been in the bloodline. You see, Timothy's father was not a Jew. Timothy's father was a Greek. And from everything I can learn and understand, there is no indication that he at all was even a believer or became a believer. But also, Timothy's mother and his grandmother, they weren't Jews either. It wasn't a given, it wasn't an automatic that they would simply be that because generation after generation after generation after generation was that. It it wasn't the case. But it started, it had to start somewhere. Someone had to recognize there is a faith that I want and I need it for myself. I want it for myself because I can't make it without that faith. But also, if I can get a hold of that faith for myself, then the next generation that comes after me, I've got something to pass on. I I don't want to embarrass her. I don't think it would, but I'd never want to do that. But... There, I, there is no big inheritance waiting for me and my cousin when my grandmother and my brother when my grandmother passes away. There's not going to be a check written to the three of us for some great inheritance that was left behind monetarily. Not going to be there. Not going to take my family on some exotic vacation from the funds that my grandmother gives me when she passes. But there is something. Because the bottom line is, if there was that inheritance, it is limited. It is finite. 
as big as it might be, there's a limit to it. But there are some things that have been left to me and have been passed on to me that you cannot place a value or a price tag on those things. I know, I know it's not the normal thing. I realize it is, it's a really absolutely rare and unique thing, but back to my younger years and we had a school and at that time this building was a sanctuary. This floor was not here. It was one floor open to the ceiling and then there was a foyer that connected another building that was the school building, the building that collapsed from the snow in 2003. And as a student, there was a season in which my grandmother was leading the preschool. The nursery is a part of Antioch Christian School. And there were some days that I would walk through the hallway back and forth from class or school stuff. And I know, oh, thank God, for P7. Thank God for P7. And I know this is really unusual and we don't even have it anymore, but there were days I could walk by and I would pass through that sink, through that foyer and right across that foyer, the doors into that sanctuary. And I could hear coming out from that sanctuary, my grandmother who was in there and connecting with God and getting a hold of God. And I know she was praying for all kinds of things, but I also know there was some times in which there was my name that was being mentioned in those prayers. If you were to offer me a million dollar inheritance from her when she passes or the prayers that she prayed in this sanctuary and she's prayed in her apartment and houses and places through the years, I will take the prayers and I will take that inheritance any day over some kind of monetary inheritance I see what you got Timothy but I know it didn't start with you I know it didn't originate with you this isn't my message today but I I guess call it my pastor's heart I can't help but go this way as well I know you guys are if you're in the can relate, you're raised in this church or you're in the church now and young person your parents are, I'm talking to you too, but I'll put them on the carpet. I know you guys appear to be on the right track and there is nothing, I, I forget who says it in the scripture, but there's nothing that gives me greater joy than watching my kids involved in ministry and loving God. There's nothing greater than that. There, there is nothing more rewarding and fulfilling than that. And, and, and I appreciate that you four appear to be embracing this, but I also hope you realize what's been invested in you and what's been passed on because you now see not just simply with what was invested in a great-grandmother, but you now have what came from a great-grandmother and was passed to a grandmother and then gets passed to a mother. So you don't just have it from one, but you have got multiple generations of what's been accumulated and now passed on to you. And I sure hope more than anything else in this world, you make up your mind to treasure and guard and protect what has been passed 
passed on to you from generations because you don't pay the same price that she paid. And you don't pay the same price that she paid. And you don't pay the same price that she paid. Will you pay a price? Yes. But every time you think you've paid a great price, I can pretty much guarantee the four of you because I've been in similar shoes. That price doesn't compare to what she's paid or what she's paid or what she's paid. The faith that we now have. Passed on. I see what you got, Timothy. I'm thankful for what you got, but it's not all about you. I've come to honor not only my grandmother and my mother today, but I'll do more specifically in just a moment. But I've come to honor some other mothers today that there was a faith that somewhere along the way you got a hold of. And now you've got families that could sit in the same seats. And they could now say when we look at them, I remember. I remember. I know, I know we talk about Samuel. I know we talk about the fact that Samuel was one of the greatest prophets. And I know that not one thing Samuel said ever fell to the ground. Not one word did he ever mess it up or miss it. I I know all of that. But if you think of Samuel, and all you think of when you think of Samuel is Samuel, you are seriously missing it. Because when you think of Samuel, you need to go back to a temple where a mother by the name of Hannah came to that temple with a barren womb and she was so desperate to have a child. But she didn't just want a child for her own sake. She didn't just want him for her own good. She wanted that child for the purpose of serving God. And she said, God, if you will just give me a child, I will not be selfish with him. I will not hold on to him for myself, but I will give him back to you. So yes, Samuel had to follow God's pattern and God's plan. Samuel had to answer God's call but Samuel was doing that mother right based on a foundation that had been laid by a praying mother thank God for Moses we thank God for Moses today because he impacts our life but the children of Israel especially had a reason to thank God for Moses Thank God for that man who when he was come to years and had an option to continue living as an Egyptian or become a slave and embrace the life of the slaves at that moment decided he would rather suffer reproach with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Thank God for Moses in the desert. Thank God for Moses in the burning bush. Thank God for Moses in the rod that was thrown down and became a serpent and he picked it back up. Thank God for those days that Moses went in before Pharaoh and said to Pharaoh, let my people go. Thank God for that. But if all you do is think of Moses, if that's where you stop, you're missing it because you need to say, you know what, Moses, I think about what you did, but when I think of you, I got to go back to your mother and I got to go back to the faith of your mother who in the face of a decree from a king to throw you in a river and cause you to die said, I will not let my baby die. I will let not let my baby just be killed, but I will do whatever I've got to do. So when I think of you, Moses, I can't help. But think 
of your mother and the faith that was in her. I can't help but think of that. An unfeigned faith, an undisguised faith, a faith that is not hidden, a faith that is not an undercover faith. I, I can't help but think of that with you, Timothy, but when I think about that, I also can't help but thinking about your grandmother and your mother and the faith that was in them. Can't help but think about that. When I, when I think about Cheyenne and Melina and Evan and Theodore, I, I can't help but think about Anne and Christina. I think about Jocelyn and Julian and Jude and Jordan. I, I can't help but think about Lacey and think about Anne. When I, when I watch Melody... When I watch Melody do her thing at this altar, not really consciously knowing everything she's doing, when I think about Melody, I I can't help but think about Tina and Martina. I can't help because it didn't start in Melody. It didn't start there. When I think about Isaac and what God's doing in Isaac's life, I can't help but think about Linda. Can't help but think about Linda. When I, when I think about Mike McGurk, the world, all over the world, all over the world, literally people know the name Mike McGurk. I, Bishop, I don't know if you saw any of Thursday night or not. If you didn't, you need to go watch it. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Mike McGurk taught upstairs. I had the leaders. He taught upstairs. I've watched most of what he taught. Wow. When I think about Mike McGurk, wow. But I don't want to just think about Mike McGurk. I want to think about the fact of how improbable and unlikely because, and I mean that sincerely, because of her heritage, her background. She is a, she's a Jew and she doesn't, she doesn't belong here. So when I think about Mike, I can't help but think about Diane and Kim because without the grandmother, I don't mean this just biologically, but without the grandmother, there would be no Mike McGurk. I, I see 
I see Emerson walk around and progressing from a heart transplant in God's hand on his life. And I see Bryn and I see Jason. When I see those three, Sarah, doesn't start there. Can't help but think about Patty. Can't help but think about what started in Patty and then moved on to Sarah and now is being passed on to Emerson. I, I see unfeigned faith in these children, but oh God, let us do like Paul did with Timothy and say, I'm not just going to start with where it is now. I got to go back a little bit because when I think of what's in you, I just can't help but think where it came from and where it started. I'll give you a little twist. Hopefully this will help a few of you others. I, I can't wait for a couple of years from now when I see little John running around. When I see little John running around, I'm going to say, Hi. I can't help. I can't help but think of his grandmother, Kelly, who randomly pulled by the church one day and happened to see Brother Johnson riding on the mower and started a conversation with him. And now, multiple years later, I realize that maybe for Sister Kelly, we can't go back to her grandmother. I realize we might not be able to look at you, Sister Kelly, and say, when I look at you, I think about the faith that's in your grandmother. But I want you not to worry about that, because what we are going to be able to say is when there's some grandkids walking around, we're going to say, you know what, I see what's in you. I see what's developing in you. But I just can't help but think about what was in your grandmother and what started in her and what is now in you. I preach this message today first and foremost because it's what I feel like God gave me to preach. But after preaching it is what God gave me to preach, I also preach it to somehow in some small way say publicly while it can still be heard, I appreciate you telling me what you see. But I want you to know. I live with the understanding and the frequent reminder to myself. You better hold on to what you got, David. You better keep what you have. You better not let it go. You better buy the truth and not sell it. You better not compromise it no matter what anybody does or what anybody says. I I, I do that, but I also want to know, I remind myself that what I got did not 
part with me and it's precious. Not because it's just now what is mine, but it's precious because it started in my grandmother and it passed on to my mother and it's been passed on to me and my wife has now joined me in us passing it on to another generation. Oh, I challenge all of you precious mothers today, especially those of you that your children are still at home and still young. Don't, don't, don't get caught up that what you're doing is just about today and don't get caught up that what you're doing is only about the moment and the stress and the troubles of the moment. But don't forget that there's something inside of you. There's a faith that God put in you. It may have started in somebody else and been passed on to you or you may have been the first one in your lineage that started with, but there's something inside of you that you now have the ability to pass on to another generation so that when somebody looks at them, it's not just them. What a what an amazing young man, multi-talented, all kinds of giftings and abilities and Kind of like Mike, there's a bunch of people that know this guy's name all over the place. Man, there's some stuff in you, Jalen. Wow, God's put some stuff in you. But when I see what's in you, I can't help but think about a mother who has given decades with one of the first and foremost focuses being him. I don't know, Carrie, if the rest of the world will know your name like they know his name. There's some of us here that we promise you he may be the one that gets in the light, but when we look at him, I can't help but go back to what was in your mother, what started there, and what was passed on to you. I use this group here today first and foremost because I don't know how many more times that I'll get a chance to use her, and I'm not trying to get morbid. I I just don't know. So I use them today first and foremost because I can. And I use them today to honor them because they deserve the honor. But I also use them today because I want somebody in this place to get ingrained in your mental image today. This picture of what is sitting here. I know that we have invested and put in them. But I also don't take credit. And I know she doesn't take credit for what they are. Somebody, I think it was Brother Middleton said something last Sunday night. Timothy was over on that organ and he was going to town on that organ and and reference was made to my mother and 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 there's something that's been passed on and 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 i know it's mother's day not father's day but 
that doesn't matter. I know there are things that are in them that came from him and, and, and I could preach similar things about my grandfather and, and I'm not ignoring my other two grandparents and just focusing on the one that's alive because both of them I could preach the same thing about today. But somehow I want you to get the image in your mind of what is in you. And for those of you that are mothers first and foremost today to recognize there's something inside of you that is much bigger than you and you've got no idea as mother Wright said last night you've got no idea what it is you're going to be the foundation for I really don't think sitting on the on the porch or whatever that day as a 14 year old I don't think she ever knew that that years later what was going to be birthed from her and would become such an amazing awesome anointed powerful woman of God I I don't know that she ever had the right or the ability to expect that I don't know that she could ever foresee that but I, I kind of doubt it but starting with a 14 year old there was a foundation for a daughter and then that foundation and I by no means think that I have exceeded or superseded what either of my parents have accomplished and so all I can do is hope that the story is not finished because if I don't supersede what they did I have failed with the foundation that was given to me I guess it would probably be a little more reasonable for my mother to expect her sons to be what they are and her daughters-in-law to be what they are and her children because there was something that started in her mother. But I kind of doubt that this when she was 14 years old, I don't think there was any way possible forever to for her to have realized that she was going to be not only what God was going to do in her, but she was going to be the foundation for generations to come that God was going to continue to build on each foundation and again as was preached last night no matter what it is you or I become we can only become that because of what was given to us and the foundation that was established for us I can't wait to see you Timothy I, I can't wait to come back and see you again, Timothy. I, I remember the last time we were together. I remember the tearful parting we had. And I can't wait to see you again. And while I'm anxious to see you again, and I'm thinking about what you got, I can't help but remember. I can't help but go back. Gabby Brown, when we look at you, we can't help but think of the faith. We can't, we can't help but think of the faith that was in your grandmother. And your grandmother. And Gabby. What a faith. What a faith. Wow. A faith that's unshakable. In a mother. And a daughter. 
by some of the greatest loss anybody in this congregation has ever experienced. Wow. Wow. I, I could probably go on at least another 15, 20 minutes calling name after name after name. I don't have time to do that. Suffice it to say, I, I recognize there's a bunch more of you that can already relate. I've come probably more so some grandmothers today. I've come to say, again, as Mother Wright preached last night, you, you may not be the one and bright lights anymore you may you may not be the one with all the attention anymore but we we remember we remember I, I can think about some people today and when I think about them I can't help but think about the faith that was in rows. Stephen, you got some stuff in you, man. You got some God's hands on you. There's an anointing on your life. When I think about you, I can't. I can't help but think. Whoop! 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 I can't help but think. About what started someplace else. So I honor you today, grandmothers and even mothers in this place, for faith that was in you that's been transmitted. I, I told you I could go on and I wouldn't go on and I'm going on. What an amazing, unique, special day. Everybody here, Sister Mott, all they really know to think of is Sister Mott, Sister Leanne. But some of us also, when we think of Leanne, we can't, I've just drawn a complete blank, your grandmother's first name. Maggie, how could I forget? When we think of you, when, when I see you up there, it's a part of worship and worshiping and the anointing of God and the hand that's on your life. I, I can't help but think of Maggie and the faith that was in her that made it through a lot of unstable times. But we also can't help think of the faith that was in your mom. I like saying that. I'm going to keep saying that as long as you're here. We, we can't help but think about the faith that's in your mom. I know, mom, these people don't really know you, don't recognize you, and I know you're going to get back on an airplane and you're going to go back to Liverpool and you're going to go back to your life doing your deal and, and, and you don't have 50,000 followers on Instagram and you don't have people following you on Facebook, hundreds of people following you on Facebook and the world may not know you. There may not be a big welcome for you when you go back to Liverpool like there would be for the Queen when she comes home, but 
But I want to tell you, and hopefully from now on after today, when people sit here and look up there and see Leanne, that hopefully somebody will say, hey, I've heard about mom and I know that what she's got, it didn't just start in her, but it started before and it was passed on and it's passed on. So I honor you who have already passed it on, but I also challenge, and I challenge especially you moms with young children and even up to teenagers, I challenge you today, don't miss the significance of the life that you're living and the faith that you have and the fact that what is in you at some point, we're going to look at your offspring and we're going to be excited about what God does in their lives, but we're also... We're also going to say, when I, when I think about you, remember, I, I've said this before, I will keep saying it just to make sure I, I've heard, I'm, I'm quite know it's Mother's Day, I know y'all got plans, we got, we got plans, you got plans, I know that, but it's only Mother's Day one time a year that we purposefully think about it. Mother's Day ought to be every day. I've heard, I've heard numerous times throughout my life, I've I've heard my mother say on an organ, I I hope my boys and as we've added daughters-in-law and then added grandkids, I hope my, I hope my boys are not embarrassed of how I act and how I worship. I, I hope they're not ashamed of me. I, I, I want to tell all of you today, not only am I not ashamed of that, my hope is I want somehow, somewhere along the way, I want somebody to look at me and say, David, you know what? You, you're a worshiper. You sure are a worshiper. But when I look at you, I can't help but think again about your mother. And I can't help but think about the worshiper that she was. So I, if you're a guest today and you're a mother, I realize what I'm about to ask probably is very uncomfortable and there's no pressure on you. You're welcome to just, just stay where you are. Obviously, you're welcome to participate, but no pressure. I I want us as we close today in just a moment I'm going to ask mothers that would to come stand in this altar you don't just represent you it's not just about you it's about what's in you I just, I just, I can't quit without this. As I look across this auditorium right now, and and there's some young people, especially that I, I can't call your name and then call your parents' name. But I challenge you today, don't let that discourage you, because now there's something inside of you that one day we're going to look at you and say, we see them. We see them. I almost have trouble going to service without calling your name or picking on you in some way, but one day 
one day, some of you others need to relate to this, one day we're going to look at some little Chris's. Now let's wait till the right time for that. But we're going to look at some little Chris's. Come here. I know you. Come here. We're going to look at some little Chris's in the altar worshiping. And I'm going to say, I see what you're doing, but I can't help but then think about your dad and how all on his own. I, 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 we had lunch with this guy a couple weeks ago. He, he does an internship in Annapolis. He lives in Hanover. If you know anything about traveling between Annapolis and Hanover, Hanover, right, where the mall, or in Hanover, right. If you know anything about that, the direct route, the easiest route from Annapolis to Hanover is 97. We sat at lunch with him, and he says, after my internship in Annapolis, I go home on Ritchie Highway. My wife said, Chris, why do you go Ritchie Highway? That's not the fastest way. Because I just need to drive by and see the church. It's too long. This is his words. Eight, 18, 17. All you adults, this, this is the words of a 17-year-old. I guess he's not a millennial. He's a, what is it, a Gen Y or whatever. I can't keep up. They're supposed to be worse than millennials. This 17-year-old says... I drive by, I want to see the church because it's just too long in between services. One day I hope to see some little Chris Rennies in the altar. But when I do, I'm going to say, I remember something before you. I remember something before you. What's now passed on? If you would stand. I really didn't mean to preach this long on today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, we're, we're going to do that different than what I just said. I'm going to need some of you to help me in just a moment. As I realize for various reasons, I, I spotted a couple I know we've got some others here today, and for a variety of reasons, some negative, some positive reasons, your your family, your children aren't here today. So I, I need I need you I need some of you to make sure you help me in a moment. I, I, I I'm try, I'm trying I'm trying to quit. Two hundred kids. 200 kids gathered voluntarily in a, in a high school cafeteria. 200 kids voluntarily to come be a part of a Bible study and hear about Jesus. Will Spriggs, woo! Will Spriggs is known all over the United Pentecostal Church now with P7. Will Spriggs, what a guy, what a guy, what a guy. But I think about you, Will. I can't help but think about, I know it's different now, forgive me for referencing the years that I knew her the most. I can't help but think about a Robbie Miles. 
Al Robbie Gilbert. I can't help but think about a Tiffany Spriggs. And it's awesome to see where you are and what God's doing and where you're going. But don't forget that foundation. When we think about you, we're not just thinking about you. Will and Mike and Jalen and David and Elizabeth, Esther, Timothy, Nathaniel, whatever God does, don't get big-headed. Don't get proud and arrogant because it's not about you. you got a firm foundation that was provided for you to be able to build on. So I'm going to ask this. I was going to ask everyone to come, but I, I, I want to do it this way. You're here today and you're family, you're a mother and your children, younger or adult children are with you. I want you to join together right now. If you, Some of you may want to come down front and meet up because you're scattered. Because here's what I want to do. I want you to do what I've done here this morning. I, I want some of you, I know we're crossing some families, but, but I, Isaac and Lacey, and I don't want just you two. I, I want you to get with your in-laws, Lacey. I realize Christina... I was, yeah, we'll stop there. Sorry. So if if you got parents and grandparents and that kind of thing, I I want you to I want you to gather up and if you're the child, and I don't mean that by you know three or four years old, I mean you're the offspring. I I want you to join together and pray for your mom, your grandmother. If you're the mother or you're the grandmother, I want you just to allow the Lord to pour into you a little bit of strength and refreshing and renewing right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. When you when you get up in your grouping, would you just join hands or arms around one another, whatever way you want to do that? Would you just would you just get begin to pray? Father, there's many of us today. There's many of us today who are now living our own faith. God, there's many of us today who are now living our own walk. There's many of us today that we now have an unfeigned faith. There's a lot of us today, God, that we've, we now have our own unfeigned faith, but, but we pause today to acknowledge, to give honor to those that we recognize what is in me didn't start in me. What I'm now living didn't start in me. I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it, God. I'm going to live it with everything I've got, but I'm also, I'm going to remember it started somewhere else I thank you for every mother I thank you for every grandmother in this place today God 
who got a hold of faith one day. Not just faith in you as God, but also got a hold of faith, a, a moral conviction, a moral persuasion, who live that for themselves. And because they live that, they transmitted it on to another generation and then it's gone to another generation and another generation but now today we acknowledge we acknowledge it didn't start with us we honor every grandma every grandmother of faith we honor every mother of faith in this place today Thank you, God, for what you put in them so that we could become the recipients of that. Thank you, God, for what you placed into their lives so that we could become the recipients of it. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to treasure my unfeigned faith, God. I'm going to treasure my unfeigned faith, but I'm also going to remember my faith didn't start with me. My faith didn't originate with me. There's some others. There's some others, God, that it started with. I'm the steward. I'm now the steward of what was given to me. But it's not going to stop with me, God. I'm going to invest and pass it on to another. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So I promise Lord, never walk away. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. So strong that I will not be moved. I will not be moved. Yeah, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I I'll never walk away as a demonstration of my appreciation for what I've been given. I'm going to hold on to it. I'll never leave. In the name of Jesus. 